Welcome back, my dudes and dudettes out there, to another week of the Book Beaters podcast. Big episode in store for you guys today. We talk a little Thursday night football. Uh, the Pats suck. Uh, a little week 13 recap, some college football, some NFL picks this week, and uh, all the other things gambling. Tom? Yeah. Uh... Huge Thursday night game with major playoff implications. Um, everything's kind of rounding into playoff picture. Big uh, week 13 games that we'll look at, um, as well as talk a little college football, uh, get a little Coach K talk, not wanting to play out of conference. You know, all the up-to-date sports info that you could need, you're going to find right here at the Book Leaders Pod. So uh, let's get after it, Chef. from 2018 happened tonight one of the teams not gonna say which team it was uh looked a little different i might i might say i don't know a little middle uh the word i think i'm looking for is shitty and that was the patriots um i mean obviously they're without tom brady without julian edelman without you know a lot of other things there but still with bill belichick i think the question has been answered um who had the bigger impact on the pats dynasty was it brady or belichick I think we could, we've decided that it's it, it was Brady. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Rams ran the ball all over the Pats. Uh, I think, what was it, Akers ran for 171 yards. Jesus Christ, averaging six yards a carry. Uh, yeah, that's just good old-fashioned dominant football. That's not Jared Goff having to do anything crazy. Um, and, you know, Sean McVay designing a game plan that can tear him apart. And the Pats looked terrible on defense couldn't do anything on offense. And when they got in the red zone, they couldn't score right from fourth down. Um, yeah. Yeah. They were, they were, Oh, or they scored three points in four trips to the red zone. Um, and the Rams kind of executed their game plan um, to a T I'd say, I mean, they, you know, the Patriots defense is great against the pass. Uh, they're 12th against the run, but um like you said, Ken Akers was kind of able to have his way. They did a lot of uh, stuff with their wide receivers, ran a ton of 21 personnel in the blocking schemes, which uh, as a uh, football junkie and a personnel head, I'd, I love to see it. I love to see it. And, you know, McVay kind of beat uh, Belichick at his own game. And I, I, think the, I think the Rams are for real. I mean, the Rams defense was – dominant that game they were swarming to the ball um five six sacks what was it something like that um i mean i had day to play against rams defense in fantasy uh with you know fantasy i mean screw the holiday season this is fantasy playoff season and we're we're in the mix of it right now um and i think me and tom both in different leagues played against Ramsey tonight and let's just say it didn't turn out well so i'm in a hole yeah and i didn't and i, and I didn't start cam makers and I'm the eighth seed playing every, against the one every, seed. Every it's, week. You just, you cannot make that mistake. Every week for them, it's either Henderson or Akers, and you never know who it's going to be. Or it's Malcolm Brown eating three tutties, and it's like, 
It's the Rams honestly remind me. I mean, it the Rams kind of are, are looking like a 49ers team where it's there's all these talent not well, the 49ers team of last year, not this year. There's all these talented running backs that kind of just throw in there and whoever's the next man up can, can do it. There's a big play action game. They get Jared Goff from the boot. They got talented kind of short, quick guy receivers in Cup and Woods. I mean, but also look at the stats. I mean, no receiver had over 34 yards tonight for them. So you know, they don't need to have these big plays to win. They can just win ground and pound. And that's what they did tonight. Yeah. And for me, this game was huge. I was fired up because uh, A, with the Patriots losing – that guarantees my under on their win total for the season at nine and a half. And that was the biggest uh, future bet that I had of the year was on them, the most amount of uh, units wise. And then I responsibly put the most amount of units that I've ever put in the game on the under. Very responsible because obviously I knew it was going to win. I wouldn't put that much money if I didn't think they were going to win and know they were going to win obviously what, I knew they were going to win. what is irresponsible about getting free money there's nothing irresponsible. There, there, there's nothing irresponsible about that at all and you know what i took advantage of it took the under and took under on cam newton passing yards needless to say we're looking good up some uh big money going into the sunday slate to uh be able to utilize and uh not feel too worried about uh you know one or two losses again we're gonna try and dominate like we did last week i went six and two um but yeah i scared money don't make no money i think i coined that phrase just now um i don't think i ever heard that anywhere before but yeah scared money don't make no money um unfortunately maybe i was playing uh very scared these last three weeks as i've been down big after my fire start my first the first what eight nine weeks but yeah i've lost some money Looking to bring it back big this weekend, get my uh, train back on the tracks, if you will. Um, after last week, you know, I told you guys, Falcons, Saints, over was a lock. Um, I, I think I think there's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't hit. It didn't hit at all. I thought I thought Matt Ryan was going to do something, maybe, and he decided not to. Matt Ryan decided he didn't want to be Matty Ice. He wanted to be – you're still waiting for the Falcons to play their best game of 2017. Matt, I mean, Matt Ryan can either be, be Matty Ice or he can be Matty B. I think he was Matty B last Sunday, um, and that kind of screwed me over. So, yeah, um, we'll come back this week. Got some great locks for you guys this weekend. Uh, I think, you know, after three weeks, two weeks of losses, three weeks of losses, I'm due. So, yeah, and that's and that's the name of the game. You just wait till you're due. And then when you're due, you, you just unload. Responsible what, dogs. That is. What you, what you got to do is know when you're due. So you can be do and have a and do the do do and do sponsored by Mountain Dew, except we're not anyway. Um, yeah, so yeah, do you want to do you want to talk about um the NFC beast? Do you want to talk uh the, the New York football, football team and the New York football giants going out and football giants and Colton? I'm I'm assuming his full name is Colton, maybe it's not, but maybe it is Colton. But Colton McCoy, definitely Colton. I'm gonna say Colton. Yeah, Colton McCoy, just wheeling, dealing, out dueling Ben Roethlisberger. Was it Pittsburgh? Russ. No, it was the Seahawks. Excuse me. Oh my God, I was thinking of Washington. Back on track. Out dueling Russ, uh, Russ Bus Wilson, absolute loser of a quarterback. Too short to see over the over the line. That's why he throws the ball so high in his deep ball. So he has to throw that how to get over the lineman in front of him. Absolute squid. Uh, Cole McCoy, I'll duel him. I mean, that was just simple as that. Uh, I, having said that, I did have the Seahawks in my parlay. 
which I already lost before anyway, so it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> the, Seahawks, the Seahawks are a team where they're not the Seahawks of years past where either, you know, their defense is going to stop, stop people and you think every Seahawks game is almost a, a guaranteed win. They're kind of a team now who's seems to be kind of like a Big 12 team who has that star quarterback and the firepower. But yeah, in lose games because they can't stop teams when they need to. And, you know, if you need a, a touchdown at, at a certain point and you get give a sack or two, you're screwed. And that's what happened to them. And the New York football giants are now five and seven. I mean, who the fuck would have picked the giants on top of the NFC East at after 13 weeks of football? That is insane. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know what, you know what I, I kind of love saying because we have this whole argument around week four when Russ is always cooking around week four and they're dominant. He's not going to get an MVP vote this year. Again, He's not. Again. And so we're going to have a whole another year of Russ. Oh, Russ didn't get it. Russ hasn't gotten an MVP vote, but he falls off and that's what he does. And unless they have a dominant defense that can play, uh, you know, complimentary football, just like you said, they, they remind me of a big 12 football team. They yeah. remind me of a, of a Texas tech going out there and slinging the ball around the yard. And when your defense can't show up against a football team in the New York giants, who's just ground and pound loves the time of possession. That's going to be what's, ha- that's what's going to happen is, you know, I didn't expect them to lose. I didn't, I expected them not to cover, but to lose like that. Um, yeah. I mean, how tight the NFC West is. I mean, that that's huge. I saw a stat pop, pop on this pop up on the screen tonight. Every NFC West's record in conference or in, in division is two and two. That's that's yeah. solid even conference. Um, but one thing I got I gotta just recap on um, if you look at the Giants, I loved looking, watching them that game and seeing the Giants handing out the football to Alfred Morris. Just like yes, he had like the fat shoulder pads. Like I think that I thought that guy was retired and gone, but he's running the football for the Giants, running over Seahawks players. I mean, it's and it, it was awesome to see. I think I just hate the Seahawks. I think I think I don't hate the I hate Pete Carroll. I hate Russell Wilson. What I want to do is I want to win the lottery, and if I make enough money, I'm going to buy the Seattle Seahawks and just trade away every single player on that team that has any value besides Russ and Pete Carroll. And just watch them waste away the end of their careers. Uh, that would make me very happy. If the, if I want a billion dollars and that team cost a billion dollars, I would spend all billion dollars on that just to see them waste away. Anyways, man. Sorry. Jeez, man. <laughs> Russ seems like a guy. I like Russ. Yeah, he's a nice of a guy. Wonderful, he is. He me off. wonderful deep ball. He's like a, he's like one of those like nice Christian guys who was like never stops smiling. When you know inside he's probably pissed, but won't stop smiling won't say anything bad just be a human anyway so all right well anyways um just kind of you know wrapping up on on the week 13 recap uh the lions came through big with a win they covered and won which was very surprising but like i said on the pod last week there's something about a new coach coming in and the guys you know playing for their jobs trying to um illustrate why they you know belong on an nfl football team why they want to be there next year um and then again in the nfc beast with the seahawks or with the uh washington football team taking out the uh steelers and honestly i like the steelers yes they're you know 11 and 1 and they were 11 and 0 going into this but they cannot run the ball and if you're relying on big ben to throw 40 to 60 times a game 
at this point in his career, I, I think they're in trouble. They, there was a bunch of opportunities with them down in the red zone where either a, they were running some gimmick plays or they weren't just trying to feed the rock and let their linemen create space. Like, I think there's some, I, I am not impressed with the Steelers at this point in time and going into this Monday night game against the bills. I think it's going to be a really good test to see like if they can even hang with the bills who are a Super Bowl favorite in the AFC right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I'm along with you there. I think the, the Steelers are not a bad team, but I said it last week when they were 11 and 0, they're for an 11 and 0, they're an absolute fraud. When you think 11 and 0 at this point in the season, you think that's the best team in the league, and they were not. They weren't close to that, in my opinion. Uh, I think they got exposed of it on on whatever that was Thursday Thursday mid afternoon. Um, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. Quarterback like Big Ben, who's so immobile and you can't run the football, and those D linemen know you can't. Now they know you're passing. They can pin their ears back and rush. That's where a quarterback like Josh Allen for the Bills who exposed the Niners uh, on Monday, which unfortunately it happened. But like I said, at, the, at this point last week, the Niners were one point favorites over the Bills. And I was shocked to see that. I didn't bet on the Bills because I can't do that to my boys. But that was anyway. So yeah. I was, and I mean, I mean, just one kind of last thing on that, on the Steelers is um, you look back to last year and you looked at the Patriots, you know, when they were eight, no um, dominating and then, and they hadn't played anybody for the first eight weeks. And then, half the second half of the season they really got tested with better opponents um you know people started to figure out and game plan against the patriots and you saw what happened to them tom brady ends up leaving they lose uh to miami in week 17 which knocks them out of a bye and have to play the titans and end up losing the titans in the playoffs and and honestly i think we could see a similar situation happening um with the Steelers because the chiefs have an easier path going forward an easier schedule and i think um, I, I don't think anybody here is going to, going to tell you that the Steelers are better than the chiefs. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I think we could see a similar situation with the Steelers as to what happened last year with the Patriots. Especially now with just one first round bye, there's only one team that gets a bye. So, I mean, you, you have to be the one seed and it's, I think we can all agree. It's going to be the chiefs, even though they didn't, uh, who they, who they played last week, uh, the Broncos the Broncos, it didn't blow them out, but. And so, I mean, you just got to win. Yeah, but it's a division game. You play yeah. them You play them twice a year. Like, you don't, I don't ever expect a team to play in division and blow them out. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, I've never thought the Steelers were going to be some overpowering team. I think we all could have agreed from, agreed from, from, from week eight to nine on that the, even the Steelers were undefeated. The Chiefs were the favorite in the, in the East and, you know, they or the AFC, and I think they've shown that. So, yeah, I like this, the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Um, and we'll see who comes out of the NFC. Everyone's going to say that the Saints – um, right now, those are the one scene they're playing the best, but it's a it's a real toss up. I mean, you have Taysom Hill in there for the Saints, who's playing well, and they honestly look a little better without um, without with him in. They look good, and their defense is playing well. But I mean, there's a lot of teams in the NFC. I think I think the Rams could could take that. The Seahawks could take because come come January, the, the Seahawks always find a way to win ball games. Um, the Rams could pull it off. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the NFC that could win that uh, conference, and it's really up for grabs. Whereas the AFC, I think we all can agree the Chiefs are the heavy favorite. Yeah. But let's move into a little college football talk. Um, a lot happened over the weekend, uh, the past weekend, and now going into this upcoming weekend, specifically if we look at the Big Ten with um, 
Ohio State and Michigan getting canceled due to COVID, and then the Big Twelve or the Big Ten basically saying, "Look, Ohio State's our best shot to come out of here and to get into the college football playoff." And at the beginning of the season, I mean, the whole beginning of the season for the um, Big Ten was a shit show because they weren't going to play, and they came back and played. And now Ohio State, they've played five games and they're five and zero, oh, but they had to amend the rules because. At first, they weren't going to let anybody into the Big Ten championship game if they had less than six games. Um, yeah. And so, with this Michigan game getting canceled, they had to hold, they had to switch it all up. And obviously, I think it. I mean, at least for me, I I thought it was going to be pretty clear that they were going to amend the rules to they make have, Ohio yeah, State. And, I mean, what? Who are they going to throw out there? Indiana and Northwestern, like the Big Ten. They're, college football is all about the the dollars and all about the revenue, and they're if they can get Ohio State into the playoff, they're going to. So regardless of Ohio State, you know, you, you think if they did let Ohio State play in the, the Big Ten championship game, they would still be able they would still be in the you know top four for the playoffs. Well, I think it'd be really difficult for the committee, the college football playoff committee. I mean, granted, Ohio State's the best team in that conference, but for them to put them into the college football playoff ahead of a team like Florida or Texas A&M. Cincinnati, who's what, 8-0? Well, yeah, Cincinnati, sure. But, like, Cincinnati's not going to make No, I know. What what I'm saying is, like, Ohio State, they they basically – I feel like it'd be really difficult for the committee to put them in if they didn't play in their conference championship game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, and I think this is a – Huge break for Michigan. Uh, I think we can all agree that game is going to be an absolute blowout and going to be Jim Harbaugh's, what, like fifth loss in a row to Ohio State. Um, so, Michigan, you're, you're welcome, I guess. You lucked out there. But, yeah, that's uh, – I mean, I think we all saw it coming where oh, the Big Ten had to amend that rule because you can't mm-hmm. have them in there. Um, and I think I, – I don't think you can be as – a, as a sports fan, you can't be mad, you know, that they didn't stick to the rules there because, look, we all want to see Ohio State in the big game. We know that they deserve it. Um, and – I think I don't know what is there. Like, I don't know what the average games played by teams are in that conference, but it can't be much higher than you know six or something. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's around. It's hovering around six, and yeah, so it's not like they're playing against. Is, the thing is, like Ohio State, you know, they have Justin Fields, who's going to be a first round pick, probably the second quarterback off the board. Like you want to see these guys and Ohio State, these guys who make the NFL, who are NFL prospects, and Ohio State is the biggest producer of NFL prospects in that conference. So you want to see these guys go up against Auburn, go up against Alabama. Um, you know, yeah. you want to see the cream of the crop play. And despite the fact that Ohio State's only played, what, five games? Like, they're they're, they're the clear-cut dominant team in the yeah. Big Ten. It's, I feel like the rest of the season, if you, if you were able to play in your, your 10 games, those are kind of just like – it's like they're for show. It's like we all know it's going to happen. Um and I think, you know, beginning of the year, their biggest threat was looking like it was going to be Michigan, who has shit the bed. And um, they obviously killed Indiana. Not, it, well, Indiana almost came back, but, you know, they were a big um, – I think, you know, Ohio State's team we all want to see play. And I'm, I, for one, am happy that they let them do that, let them go into the championship game, because I do want to see them in the playoff, and I want to see them play against, you know, it's going to be – they'll probably be the four seed. Ah, well, no. If Clemson yeah, beats Notre Dame, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, it'll be it'll – be, Bama, mm-hmm. Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State, which I'm fine with. So, um, yeah, and it's not it's not that different from years past. I mean, like it's always yeah. Except I think Notre Dame is absolute frauds, but it's fine. 
Don't worry about that. They're going to fucking kill it by the way they play. Um, but you want to talk a little – did you watch that uh, Coastal Carolina-BYU game by any chance? I didn't get to watch that. Uh, what day was that? Was that on a – It was Saturday. What was I doing Saturday? I think I was watching – mm, I might have been doing something else. But, uh, no, I did not get to watch it. I, saw, I think I saw, like, the very end of it after – I think I was watching the Cal game, unfortunately. Jesus but, Christ. Yeah, I didn't want to. But, um, yeah, no, that was – I mean, BYU, anytime, any place, will be there. And then Coastal Carolina's like, just te- Coastal Carolina gets that text and the message and just fucking destroys them. Gotta no, them. but that game, that game was so fun to watch. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of college football this year just because I find the fans and the whole atmosphere of college to be such a huge part of like college game day and, and college football. So, um, with COVID and all that stuff, like I felt like college football has taken the most hit as far as like just like viewership wise. Like I would rather be doing something else on a Saturday than watching an empty stadium of, uh, you know, whoever it may be in college football. But that game, I sat that game I sat down and watched, and it was awesome. I mean, they were, know, I'm sure the stands were fucking packed. They they were packed, and <laughs> you had you had the whole like Mormons versus mullets. Thing that kind of goes back to the Catholics versus convicts. And so like, I just, re- I just got ESPN plus and I just recently watched that 30 for 30. You ever uh, before? No, I, I have watched it before, but I, it, I, I watched it again. Um, and so it kind of had like uh Notre Dame, like Miami feel back when, you know, the U was the U and, uh, <laughs> and, and so seeing that, like the storylines behind that, and then BYU coming up a yard short at the end of the game, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was one of the best college football games, one of the best football games that I've watched all year. Yeah, uh, no, and that's, and that's why, I mean, BYU had to do something. Um, I applaud them for going out and playing, you know, out in whatever whatever city that is in South Carolina and playing them. Um, you know, and I think they, if they win that game, they, they are if – if BYU finds a way to win that game, they have a serious case for being – the fourth team, if if especially if Ohio State hadn't been able to play in the championship game, because you know they had some good wins and yeah, but yeah, it is what it is, and you know a lot of what ifs, but BYU kind of lost and blew it, so blew their shot, I guess. So let's, let's move on to uh, what we like this week for college football. I'll start off with what I like. Uh, we got the Army Navy game this week, which I always love watching. It's one of my favorite football games. Uh, in the year for college um, and just something that I want to throw out there as far as like gambling wise is um, the over under is set at 37 and a half right now. Mm-hmm. Good old fashioned. And, 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 and you may say, Tom, that, 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 that's a pretty low total. I, that's what right? I am saying right now, Tom. That's what I'm thinking. And, and, I, and I'll say sure, <laughs> but, but the army Navy game has gone under in the past 14 seasons in the past 14 straight games it's gone under last year this total was set at 40 and army ended up winning uh or no navy ended up winning 31 to 7 um i am going just because i love watching the game and i want to watch it i'm going to put a bet in on it i'm going to take the under again just because that makes sense how how would you just want to watch the game because you enjoy it need I should bet on it. I feel like it's the other way around. No, 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 no. Just because it, 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 it keeps me there because there's a bunch of other good college football games, like the Miami game that's at the same time. Gotcha. So if I put a bet in to watch army Navy run 
three or four drives that take up Gear seven, eight minutes. Gear option, baby. End up scoring 24 points total. I'm going to love it. Even though it's yeah. shit football, I'm going to bet the under. I feel, like it's, and, I feel like it's serving your civic duty, um, you know, watching the American Armed Forces play. Um, one of the most American things I've, you know, ever watched in my life is that is watching this game. I feel like as an American, you know, you should gamble on this game. As, you know, you American doing a very American thing, watching yes. American thing you can do. I feel like that's part of your citizenship is to gamble on this game. So, uh, yeah. And, and there's nothing that fires me up more than the flyover that goes on before the game because the flyover for the Army Navy game is unparalleled. So I turn that game on early Saturday morning, sit back, you know, maybe you know, maybe it's nine thirty, maybe I crack an ale, maybe I have a cocktail, maybe I have a little Irish coffee. Who, Who knows? Who says you can't? But, Make it an American but coffee though. I, I I park my ass in the seat and I watch a flyover and I do the most American thing that I know, and it's gamble on the armed forces playing football. We respect our troops here at Book Leaders Pod. We salute you. Shout out the vets. And the rookies. Uh, and then the other game in college football that I like, uh, which I'm sure you're pretty excited about, is the Miami-North Carolina game. The total set at 67 and a half. Um, I am going over because life is too short to bet the under. And I am except going for to- Army Navy, Except Army Navy, then you can't. Except, except Army Navy because, you know. Because sabermetrics. Yeah, exactly. But Miami-North Carolina, two shit defenses. A lot of people like to score points. Yeah, come on, Chip. I mean, Miami does not have a good defense. And so we're going to we're, – I, I, I think we're going to see like a 45 to 38 game in the Miami-North Carolina game. Miami. I, I, I like Miami winning. I like Miami winning. You know, they're top 10. Um, and somehow, yeah, I, the, the, I think the committee absolutely disrespected Miami uh, with, the, with a 10th ranking. Put them three or two spots behind – an eight and, or seven and two Iowa State, whose only good win was versus an overrated Texas team at the time, and now Texas. Is, I mean, Miami is an eight or is eight and one. Their one loss is to Clemson, um, and they've won every other game. They came up. Miami was ninth last week. They beat Duke forty-eight zero, and they dropped spot. Explain. It, it, yeah, no, I know. I I I watched the first time that I watched the college football uh, rankings was this week. And when I saw Miami at 10, I was utterly dumbfounded because their only loss is to Clemson. And granted, it wasn't that close, but it's still Clemson. And, with you know, Trevor Lawrence. with Trevor Lawrence and like the fact that Ohio or Iowa State is ahead of them, I thought was blasphemous. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a disrespect, uh, blasphemous. It was ridiculousness. It was all all those. Anyway, we were hoodwinked, were, bamboozled, led astray. I was led very astray. I was fraught. Um, I said that my also pick is Miami minus three over UNC, uh, the Tar Heels of North Carolina and their baby blue powder blue uniforms. Miami, for those of you who don't know, is rocking their uh, all black Miami Knights unis, uh, Miami Knights 2.0. They got a nice bright orange neon trim looking good. Um, so yeah, I think last time they, last time they wore those, they wore them twice. They wore them against Virginia Tech back in 2018. But not last time, but they wore them in Virginia Tech in 2018 that year blew them out, and then they wore them in that fateful game uh, against Notre Dame back in 20 or in 2017. Shit, back in 2017, and they killed Notre Dame. Wearing the new ones tonight, my or not tonight, Saturday night. Miami minus three. My next one I like 
I like Duke money line. Um, I think Miami obviously bears Duke last week. Uh, so I think Duke bounces back. They're playing a absolute embarrassment shit uh, downtrodden program at FSU. Uh, Duke's plus 168. I like Duke to bounce back and beat them there. I think FSU is just too crappy of a team, especially this year, uh, to pull that off. Yeah, and I think you get good value at Duke uh, yeah. plus 168. Like, I, like look, FSU, I, th- I think FSU, you know, they kind of get that built-in um, benefit from the books based on the fact that they have, like, a storied program. But this year, I, I, I've bet against them a lot and made a decent amount of money off that. Um, so I, I'll definitely be telling you on that yeah. Duke. Pick. And I think recency bias is big there coming off a 48-0 blowout loss. You're obviously going to be worse. Um, so I think that helps get you a better line there. All right, let's jump into maybe the meat of this episode. The the icing on top, the cherry on top of the Sunday. Sunday. Huh, wow, I didn't, even, I didn't even plan that. The cherry on top of Sunday. Sunday NFL football. Two meetings in one wrapped up in there. That's a little surprise for you guys. Um, yeah, let's get into our NFL picks. I will kick this off with uh, my favorite, absolute favorite line of the week. Um, it's been my, it's been, I've bet on them, I think two of the last three weeks, lost both of those bets. This week is different. This week is my week. Cardinals versus Giants. That money line for the Cardinals is at minus 130. I think, again, we're seeing recency bias coming in with the Giants beating the Seahawks. I think there is no way. The Giants find a way to string together two wins. I don't know. I think it's still Colt McCoy starting again. Um, I think there's no way they string together two wins versus NFC West teams. Not going to happen. I am straight betting that. I'm anchoring my parlay on that. I'm putting my first board on that. Cardinals will win that ball game. Or if they don't, Kyler Murray, fuck you, man. I mean, look, we talked about it last week when we were talking about our future bet with the Cardinals going over seven and a half, and they've, what, lost four of the last five games and would be five in a row, except for that Hail Mary. It might be because I bet on them those times, but that's not important. um, But when we were looking at it last week, we looked at the Giants this week and I think the Jets in week 16 or 15 as um, the two wins that the Cardinals need. Uh, the Cardinals are still in a playoff hunt in the NFC, and I like that as well. I think, um, you know, the Giants coming off a huge win, coming back across the country. Um, Cardinals, I, I I cannot imagine the Cardinals, you know, losing, what, six of seven? Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that pick as well. I, th- I think the Cardinals bounce back here and it, and it may be close. And that's why I think the money line is a good play, but I think the Cardinals find a way to squeak out this win. Yeah. I think at minus minus one thirty, that's gets great value for the quality of teams. I'm betting they're also, I also have minus two, um, but yeah, at minus one, it's minus two for minus one ten. I would rather play that safe until minus one thirty, but I think that's something that, you know, that jumped off the page to me. Um, Next one, I like, I'll go quickly through these next two. I kind of like Colts minus three versus the Raiders. Um, I think the Colts are a team that has looked very good um, the last few weeks. Uh, I was very impressed with their defense. I think they got, they did get blown out uh, by the Titans, I want to say, uh, two weeks ago. But I think their defense is, was kind of – that was kind of a, a fluke. Um, I think they're a good team. I think they're definitely three points better than the Raiders. Um, and then my last one uh, I like a lot is Niners minus three over the – Washington football team. Um, 
I think that's again Washington coming off a win against the Steelers and the Niners coming off a pretty bad loss to the Bills. But I still think three points is pretty uh, easy for the Niners to cover there against Washington. I think uh, Nick Mullins, you know, uh, what am I talking about? Nick Mullins is not going to bounce back, but he doesn't need to because the Niners defense can play well enough. He'll put, give, put the ball in Mostert's hands, put the ball in Debo's hands, let them run. Uh, there's rumors of Kittle coming back in the next two weeks or so, I think, but not this week. But, uh, yeah, I kind of like Niners there. Um, betting with my heart and my brain is two for right there. Did you see uh, Nick Mullins has, like, the third most yards through his, like, first – what it's is like it? Ma- like It's like Mahomes and then – Games are, like – yeah, it's like Mahomes and like Marino or like Elway or something like that. And, and it's good because Mullins is just a garbage time hero. Like, what was it like three or four weeks ago when they first played the Seahawks? Like they were down like thirty-one to like seven with Jimmy G, and then they took Jimmy G out, and Nick Mullins came in and like threw a couple touchdowns, and like that guy is just a garbage time yardage king. Dude, he walks like he's a stick up his ass at all times. Though I hate the way he walks. And I also hate the way his face looks because he like every time coming off the field, he'll be like he's like has like a permanent scowl on his face when he's happy, and when he's mad, he looks even like twice as mad at the little scowl. And he they always show him just like swearing at himself as he walks off the field. It's such a bad look. So I don't know. I'd rather have Jimmy G back, but Jimmy G kind of hasn't impressed me this year either. So I think back to the drawing board for the Niners. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Trade up for Fields. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, and I'll get into mine. Um, my first one, I mean, honestly, I wasn't that big of a fan of the slate this week, um, but there were probably four bets that kind of stood out to me. Um, the first one was the Seahawks minus 13 and a half against the Jets. Um, Seahawks coming off a, a tough loss to the Giants. We We already went over that, but... Um, with the way that the Rams played tonight and um, just the head-to-head matchup that's going to be coming in with the Seahawks and the Rams, I think it's week 16 that they play. Um, it's division deciding. The Seahawks, with a win here, can go to 9-4. and four. Uh, The Just the whole scene that happened with the Raiders and the Jets last week um, with the, the bomb to rugs to end the game um, and firing of Greg Williams. I just think that, like, I, I, I think that the Jets, you know, they don't – we've already talked about them tanking, and that was a spectacular tank job was, in the last game against the Raiders. The most totally disguised tank. I mean, I, I just saw a stat. There was a stat that came out where it was – in that situation where it was, like, 10 seconds or less and within Hail Mary distance, like, within, like, the – plus 40 to like the minus four or something like that. There was only been, that was the only time in history that a team has rushed like seven or more people. And they did it on that play. They were in like zero coverage with like a 30, like it was like whatever down it was with like four seconds left or five. It was like insane. And they were playing like press. It was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like that just makes no sense. Yeah. Any deep, any, any fourth grade kid playing Madden knows you play prevent and that you go to the thing and you press prevent you know do engage eight on the game winning play like that so yeah. yeah and so i think this is a must win for the seahawks i think any air that was left in the balloon for the jets has been completely taken out um 
I don't see how the Jets get up for this game after what happened with the Raiders last week. Um, I think the Seahawks, you know, by less than two, I, I think they cover by more than two touchdowns. Um, I think Russ has a big game. I think, you know, based off how dominant the Rams were tonight makes the Seahawks, you know, want to play even better. Yeah. Um, so I like, I, I, I like that number. I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it, but um, I, it's a lot of points, but I, I, I could definitely see um, the Seahawks covering. And that's, and that's then, I touch on that. That's, that's a line, especially for all the reasons you said, the Seahawks don't get embarrassed two weeks in a row. That's uh, my free parlay pick that I have the day. I'd say that's something that I, I put in my parlay just to increase my odds on my Cardinals bet. Toss in the Seahawks money line. That's that's free money. They're not going to lose this game this week after losing last week. So that's you add some extra value to your parlay. Yeah, exactly. And then I also like um, the Saints by less than a touchdown, six and a half points. You know, there's this whole drama in Philly with you know Hertz coming in, uh, Wentz going out. I don't think a lot of the veteran players like the decision to bring Hertz in. Um, just because, look, the the whole Philadelphia football team right now, like the Eagles, it's not just Carson Wentz. I mean, the receivers haven't played well. The offensive line is banged up. The yeah. defense has not played well. Um, and I think the Saints kind of take care of business and and really, you know, kind of showed Jalen Hurts what the NFL is really like. They played against a soft – this. Uh, the uh, Eagles played against a soft defense in Green Bay last week, and granted Hurts had like – a roll out of the pocket touchdown, but right. I think the Saints at home uh, trying to keep pace and keep that number one spot in the NFC, especially with one by, um, I I I, th- I think they win big here. Um, yeah, and look, it's not like that's, it's not one of those things. I don't see Jalen Hurts like really being that much better than Carson Wentz. Like, yeah, he, like if he's that much better, then they would have started him earlier. But I think this is just like a thing to get the like team inspired. And I was listening to a lot of pressers, uh, listen to my guy, Sal Palantonio down in Philly, Sal talk Pal- about, Sal Pal- talk Pal- about like, you know, how the Eagles are feeling about this. And I watched a Jason Kelsey interview and he was saying like, look, it's, it's not the quarterback. This isn't, this isn't on like uh Wentz. And so I don't think the Eagles are going to get up for this game. I, I don't see how um, Jalen hurts really, yeah, you know, makes that big of a difference where they where the Saints can't cover by six and a half. Yeah, and it's not one of those things where you have like an old like slow quarterback and you're saying fuck it, it's time to put some new blood in there and like get a mobile guy for this new day and age. I mean, Carson Wentz is a very mobile quarterback and he's a big ass mm-hmm. too. Like he's not a guy who's stuck. He's not like a Tom Brady or a Big Ben who can't move in the pocket. So you, it's like what are you what are you gaining with Jalen Hurts that Carson Wentz didn't get? You're not gaining athleticism, maybe a little athleticism. But you're not gaining that much. Is it enough to make up for the years of NFL experience and the arm strength? I mean, so it's it's a tough. I think I think it's what and, it's, and the Saints. And the Saints defense, as they've, they've showed me nothing to doubt them. Like, they, they yeah. are dominant. Cam Jordan, all those guys, like, they're tough against the run. Um, and with Eli Apple and Marshawn Lattimore in in the secondary, like, I, I, I think they win easily here. I think six and a half is one of the better lines that I've found. Looking well, I at this seven, which sucks. But, I mean, I think with a rookie and making his first start in the NFL, you're – playing the Saints week one at your first game. I think I think in, Doug Peterson here in the writing on the wall and saying, I got to change something fast. 
try yeah and i and i think um you know if you look at that super bowl run that the eagles had like you attribute that success more to frank reich than than doug peterson at this point right like when you look at what frank's done in indy like i i i think you know they kind of let the wrong guy go in philly but all right do you got a lock was one of those which one was your lock um, I do have a log. I haven't mentioned it yet. I like the Lions Packers over 55. Um, Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. I, I was big. I was big on the Lions last week playing for a new coach, Matt Patricia. You know, that guy sucks. He's freaking meat stew brain. Um, and I think, um, you know, the Lions, you know, they got a big comeback win against the Bears last week. Um, and the last game that they played in Lambeau, which is outdoors, it was 41, 21, uh, Packers. So that's 62 points there. I think indoors, um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he looks at this game tonight between the Rams and the Rams keeping pace. I mean, the NFC is really tight at the top for that one buy spot. I think the Packers put a ton of points on them. And I think the lions put up a bunch of points as well. Both defenses suck. Um, so that's, that, that's my lock, uh, which is brought. It's also, it's also indoors in Detroit. It's also indoors. Exactly. The is big. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, and that over at 55 is brought to you by our good friends at Jim's dessert pies who offer the best cream pies for the holiday season. Yummy. Yum. Thanks, Jim. They keep doing all you do, making those cream pies and other kind of pies. Also, I'm sure it's apple and, 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 you know, other kind of pies. <laughs> Mostly cream pies. Mostly cream pies. Anyway, uh, I'll give a quick over for myself as well. Um, I kind of like the, well, actually, actually, real quick before I stop and get off this Lions game. I looked at my, I looked at Bleacher Report for how accurate it actually is. I don't know. But it's saying that this game opened at 45 and a half, Lions Packers. Which is very interesting. It's jumped. Right. That's what the Beach Report says. It might be total bullshit. I don't know. I don't know when they pull that from, but that there's was no jump. way it jumped ten points. Not in half, actually. But um, anyway, um, yeah, my, I like uh, I like Steelers Bills over forty eight. Um, I think that's a game. I didn't even look where that game is. That could be. It doesn't really matter. It's in Buffalo. Both teams are outdoors, but uh, I'll, I'll check the I'll check the weather in Buffalo for Sunday. So. If it's snowing, don't take that, that over. game's Monday, isn't it? Ooh, I don't know. Well, regardless, if it's snowing that day or, or not, if it's not snowing, I think that's a very low point total for 48 for two. Kind of at the top teams, the AFC, especially seeing what the Bills did last week and what Josh Allen can do. So I like that. My under, I like Colts Raiders under 51. I think the Colts defense is very good, and I think uh, Derek Carr is very bad. Um so I don't see, you know, a situation where that goes over 51. And I think, you know, like we said before, Philip Rivers is not a guy who's going to be throwing the ball 40 times for 350 yards and three touchdowns a week. He's going to be a little under that. I think they don't like to – they don't want to play a game where they're scoring a bunch of points if they don't have to. Um, so those are my two overs and unders. Um, my lock of the week, uh, if you guys couldn't have guessed it, Cardinals money line. Definitely locked that in. I already locked it in the, today uh, before this – for this podcast, I took that line before it could change anymore. Um, and if it if money line if it drops to my a minus one twenty or minus one ten, I might double down on that. Um, even though I said I was going to bet as much this week because I lost a lot of money the last few weeks. But hey, 
you know, sometimes I get an itch, you know, I get an itch and you got to scratch it. It's just, it's just, you know, it's what you do. What do you not, you can't not scratch an itch, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I got the beanie on again. I went six and two last week with the beanie. Get me a beanie. The beanie's but. back. It's cold weather season. I, I'm feeling good about my picks. I will put them out on our Twitter uh, Sunday morning. I know we've been kind of slacking on that, but. Um, got all the Twitter followers. Put it out for the people, all four of you guys that follow us. <laughs> <laughs> and all my followers should see when I retweet it. So that's important. Precisely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i just trying to cherish these last couple of weeks that we have NFL because honestly, um, I'm kind of astounded at how this, see, this season's gone by fucking fast, man. Yeah, like it's, it, it's already week 14 and I don't know. I Just a couple of weeks ago, I was you know, just, just 12 more weeks of football. And now, now it's three more weeks of gambling on shit teams. And I think I just took my bucks Packers week one over parlay with uh, whoever else it was and hit and won a hundred bucks week one. And I was like, going to be a good year. We're off to a good start. Baby. It, was, it was a great year until a few weeks ago. Um, Anyway, maybe maybe Santa will come and bring me some uh, winning parlays in my under the tree this year. Maybe I'll put them in my stocking. Who knows? I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna have to put them in there myself, to be honest. But yeah, that kind of wraps up what we got for uh, NFL Week 14. Um, next week with the NF or with the NBA approaching fast, uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna do a podcast on, you know, a bunch of NBA futures, looking at the. Uh, NBA season upcoming um so that'll come out around Wednesday of next week but um we got a lot of stuff you know locked in for that but uh for now you know tell us at your at your own expense beanie guy here six and two in the one week that he wears a beanie I don't know Taylor Fade Taylor Fade Shep Beanie Boys for Life baby that's what it's all about yeah, uh, hey, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so, Tom, keep going. For me, uh, it's broke. I got to fix it. And by fixing it, I mean do the exact same thing I've been doing until it wins. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Give us a follow at Book Leaders Pod on Twitter and the old IG before it gets shut down for data violations. Um, yeah, have a good one. And uh, happy gambling, fellas. Happy gambling. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, you filthy animal. I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. And yeah, I like the fuck, I got a fucking problem. I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. And yeah, I like the fuck, I got a fucking problem. I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. And yeah, I like the fuck, I got a fucking problem. If finding somebody real, it's your fucking problem. Bring your girls to the crib, maybe we can solve. Oh, love, bitches, I'm a dime. Taking hella long, bitch, give it to me now. Make that thing pop. Like it's in me, you're a Ooh, baby, like it raw with the shimmy, shimmy, yeah, huh? ASAP, get like me. Never met a motherfucker fresh like me. All these motherfuckers wanna dress like me. But the chrome to your dome make you sweat like me. Cause I'm the nigga, the nigga, nigga. Like how you figure, getting figures and fucking bitches. She rolling switches, bought her bitches. I bought my niggas, they getting pin up off the liquor. She love my licorice, I let her lick it. They say,